Welcome to the FCA Guy Podcast. I'm your host, Barrett Chriswell, where we talk faith and sports. Today, I'm with Coach Batson, secondary coach for the Layman Lobos. Coach, how are you doing? Good. Thank you for having me. It's good to have you here in the studio. Just let our listening audience know that you may hear some bells and whistles. We are in the coach's office, so and the bells do ring. Coach, I just want to ask you a couple of questions. We'd like to get to know you a little bit better. Uh, tell us a little bit about your family life, and I know you grew up in San Antonio. Yes, sir. I grew up in San Antonio. Uh, my mom was a single parent, uh, raised me and, my, me and my little brother, which is, what, 13 years younger than me. Um, she worked for our transportation system in San Antonio, Texas, called the Via Metropolitan, uh, I guess, Via Trans, Via Transportation. Um, great mom, hard worker. She dedicated her life to giving me and my brother everything that we needed. Very good. Now, I believe you told me you played at Judson High School. Yes, sir. I played at Converse Judson. Uh, I am a member of the most recent, or should I say last, state championship, which we won my junior year in 2003. Okay. And then your senior year, I think you said you might have had some injuries. My senior year, we went five and six, missed the playoffs, uh, suffered through a lot of injuries that season where I had a lot of my scholarship offers uh, that I did have vanquished. Okay. Well, I think we talked a little bit about two from there. You did go on and play some college ball, but there's a little bit of history there. Yes, sir. I I had a couple of visits. Well, I, I, I attended I attended Cisco Junior College after out of, out of high school, being the fact that I didn't have many offers. So attending just Cisco Junior College, I uh, played safety while I became the, the defensive player of the year, and I want to say the top when I was in the top five recruits of the year of that year. Ended up taking some visits to University of Hawaii, University of Baylor, where I, my mom, I let my mom finally decide where I was going to go to college, and she decided to choose Texas A&M due to the fact that she has not missed a football game that I ever played in. How was your trip to Hawaii? That sounds like a great recruiting trip. Coach, it was all, it was all, it was amazing. Nice water, not good food, good beaches. I enjoyed it. <laughs> well, it sounds like she made a good choice with Texas A&M. So how did you get into coaching? Um, I got into coaching for the simple fact that football has provided everything I have in my life to this day. So once I got done playing, coaching was the next reasonable thing. A lot of coaches get into coaching for that reason there also. You're here at Layman. Tell me how long you've been at Layman and why you got it. You're working here at Layman. So this is my first year here at Layman. And the reason I am here is because of Chris Castillo, our head coach. Uh, we have a mutual friend that he, that coached with him in Dallas, and he told me once I have, if I ever had the opportunity to come work for Chris Castillo that I should. And the opportunity presented itself prior to this, but it didn't work out quite the way we wanted it to. And then a couple of years later, it opened up the door opened up again, and I just happened to, I had to walk through it. Uh, several coaches I think have had a relationship with Coach Castillo prior to coming to Layman High School. I like to ask all my guests because we are about sports and faith. I mentioned to you about FCA, and I asked you a little bit about your background with mm-hmm. the church. If you want to, yes, sir. I, I, t- I attend uh, Now Word Covenant in San Antonio via online. Um, I also attend the Potter's House with Bishop TD Jakes online, being the fact that our work schedule is so hectic. But I, I, I take my time. I, I sure, for, I for sure take time to get my get the word in on Sundays. Okay, and I think you mentioned to me you felt like it was important for your athletes. Yes, sir. Um, so me personally, I try to use my faith as a as a to be a role model to to model the way a man should live his life, even though, you know, what I'm saying it gives you life gives you ups and downs. It's the faith that keeps you grounded to keep wanting to drive forward. 
Amen. I appreciate that very much. In our conversation prior to starting this podcast, I asked you something that people may not know about you. And Coach Castillo is here, and we were asking you, and you said you are a sneaker collector. Is that correct? Yes, sir. I am an avid sneakerhead. Avid. And I believe I asked you how many pairs of shoes that you might have currently. You said north of 110. Does that sound right? The last time I checked was prior to COVID. During, well, matter of fact, during COVID, and I was at 110 because I had to order my uh, plastic shoe boxes, and I stopped at 110. I was still a couple, few. I would, I would say, a couple, maybe 20 to 30 boxes short, and I ordered 110. Now I asked you too if you keep them in the box because I used to collect baseball cards, and we would take them out and put them in those plastic covers to preserve them. And you said, I store my shoes in uh, plastic boxes that you can purchase from the shoe con- the shoe store or the container store. So I purchased these boxes because they limit the shoe from the outside condition so heat uh water water resistant the light so that don't so it doesn't turn the white yellow and it helps with the glue so when you put them on the glue if you know even if you don't wear them the glue stays intact now i was just curious if you collect a certain brand some people are very loyal to the jordan line but you said that yes sir i have a limited edition Retro one Jordan, uh, patent leather, gold and black. That can that reason I was offered north of five thousand dollars for brand new. Well, you just said you're not really brand loyal, though. Not brand. What's your loyal. favorite pair that you have? Uh, right now, um, the most comfortable shoe that I own that I enjoy wearing are my um my Flynets, Nike Flynets, the uh, three sixty bubbles. They're so comfortable. I have no idea what you just said, but I'm going to guess that those are pretty comfortable. Yes, sir. It's like walking on clouds. Now, do you wear all of these, and how do you decide what you're going to wear on certain days? Um, I typically I typically like to match shirt to shoe. So depending on the color shoe, depends on what section of the closet I go to. I've always heard you always match your belt to your shoes, but not in your case. Shirt to shoe. I don't wear too many belts as a coach. Shirt to shoes. What would you say to a collector, maybe somebody who wanted to get into sneaker collecting? How would you get started in that? Uh, for one, make sure you have a stable income. Um, two, make sure you have the room to store them. And three, make sure you look good wearing them. Well, Coach, I appreciate it. That's really interesting. Um, do you know anybody else who collects sneakers? And who's the most avid collector that you know? Um. The most avid sneaker collector that I know would probably be Martellus Bennett. Martellus Bennett, I played with in and uh, He played with the Cowboys for a little while, and they retired as a Patriot. But that's how I got into it. He introduced me to sneakers, and ever since then, I've been hooked. How many pairs do you think he might have? <sighs> now, I know Mahomes is a collector also. Yes. Uh, Bennett, they got the professional money. I could only imagine. He's got a few more pairs, you think, than you do? Yes, sir, for sure. Well, that's a great story. I I, I know that those listening are going to be very interested to hear about that, too. So, Coach Batson, grateful you're here. Thank you for having me. And thank you for the work that you're doing with the kids and how you're leading those kids. So I, I greatly appreciate it. We're going to turn it over to Coach C, Coach Castillo. We're going to get into a section called Inside the Huddle. Uh, this is where we do a little recap on the game.
uh, this past weekend. And I know we are with the Skeen Matadors. Looks like it was a loss, but it looked like we had some wins in there. We were 30 to 55. Mm -hmm. You had a total number of plays of 72. Mm -hmm. You had more plays than they did. Mm -hmm. The time of possession was almost equal Mm -hmm. in that. Very few penalties in that. You had a quarterback that threw for over 200. Mm -hmm. They had a running back, though. 25 carries, over 230 yards. Um, You had mentioned that he was pretty good. But I did see you scored 12 points in the fourth quarter. I think that's a win in a lot of ways. But you might want to comment on that. Yeah, so we – you know, it's funny, everything that we talked about in the podcast, and I do like this little video uh, presentation for the um, for Shelton Stadium. Everything I talked about kind of was right on about their offense and their defense. Uh, we knew that they could move the ball. We knew that they could score. Uh, the running back, he was very patient, uh, knew how to read his blocks, and then he'd just make a little move and gain 18 out of nowhere, gain seven out of nowhere, and then boom, hit us for 25 and a touchdown here. Dang good running back, great offensive line. Uh, you know, we were talking on the field in our headsets. I think even Coach Bats and I were like, man, they're, they're able to double team and then get off to another block really quick, faster than we've seen anybody do. So they're well coached. Um, you know, we went down early. Uh, it was 14 to nothing. Then we scored a touchdown. Made some uh, special team mistake, uh, just didn't kick where we wanted to, um, and then they they scored and, and we just couldn't get it going offensively. So it was thirty five to six, and uh, with about two minutes left in the half, first half, and then we get a lightning delay. So again, another lightning delay for about an hour and a half. Um, you know, we we kind of I told the kids take your pads off, take your shoes off, hang out. Uh, we had some food in there for them. You know, we normally take some stuff. We kind of hung out a little bit, talked through some stuff as coaches, and then you just gave them the, the you know, hey, let's play every play. That's all we can do. And uh, we came out, you know, and I told them, hey, we're going to score here. We're going to come because it was third and 10. We got the ball. We're going to score here. We're going to the half. The funny part is, this is the first time it's ever happened. I've never gone inside at the half. So two minutes in the first half, we go in. And the coaches talk and referee were like, hey, man, we don't really want to go out for two minutes and come back in and go back out. Say, hey, let's just flip quarters and then play through it. So we did that, which is pretty cool. So we scored, uh, kicked off. Uh, they We stopped them. And then they kicked it off to us. We scored again. So now we're, you know, 35 to 18 or whatever it was. And feeling good, you know they they're a good team, so they drive the ball, score on us again. We come back and just kind of throw the ball around, sling it around a little bit, and get it to within I think forty eight to thirty. We get it down to the one yard line with about six minutes left, and throw a, a pass that's been hitting for us all all second half. And um, you know our guy's a little bit taller than theirs. We're just gonna throw it to him. He just slips, falls down, or slips, and it fingertip off and. They catch the ball, return it for an interception touchdown. So, anyway, that that that's what made the score look worse than it was there at the end. I, I'm I'm feeling like we're, you know, 44, 38 or whatever, 48, 38. We're gonna score. We're gonna kick it onside, get it again, and then go score again. But, you know, a lot of good things. You know, the parents were still excited. They're still involved. They they're, you know, they're fired up about some stuff. But you know, it hurts to lose. Um, but you know, looking at film yesterday again, just going, hey. We got a lot of fight in us, and, and that, that's exciting. A couple of games that you've had, there's been just one or two plays mm-hmm. that have really made a big difference. Uh, the first game when you were down on the goal line, uh, that fumble, mm-hmm. you did get a safety, but that's a five point swing. Mm-hmm. And it's not like this is the same thing that's happening. So I love the effort. 
you just had a few plays kind of go against you. Yeah. You had more plays. You had, time of possession was good. Yeah. Uh, the week before, there was a running back that was pretty good mm-hmm. too. And this guy was a little bit better than that. Yeah. So it uh, sounded like y'all did a great job. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad to know that the morale was good. Yeah. How was the delay? I know Thursday you were scheduled to play. Yeah. And you had to cancel that. And how do you regroup from that? And how do you – reset yeah. to come back on Saturday and play? Well, we knew we were going to keep the same as far as itinerary pregame. We knew the time was going to be 11, so we just kind of adjust from there. Uh, Friday was going to be different. We had planned to um, you know, really kind of come in here, stretch, uh, run a little bit, and then watch some film on the game. Well, it turned into a walkthrough time, and then we we still did the same thing with the JV. We scrimmaged them, which we wanted to do. A um, little bit more time to kind of – you know, look at what we're doing. But I, I do think, you know, Thursday night, I mean, we were – I felt really good about our group walking out the door. I was like, oh, crap, we're we're locked in, ready to go. And then, you know, three hours, four hours later, when we knew that lightning wasn't going to stop until about 10 o'clock and we couldn't play the game, that, you know, we had to reset. And I just don't think mentally we're there yet, which we may get there. And I talked to the guys as the captains this morning. We may – it may take us some time. And they told me, Coach, we just – we didn't feel as, as locked in and ready to go as we did Thursday. And for whatever, their kids, I mean, they go home. They A lot of them were talking about not playing Saturday because they had to go to work or you know, family you know, obligations, whatever. And we had some coaches who, you know, same thing. So I totally get it. But um, Seguin had to deal with it, too. They had to deal with it, too. So, you know, to me, I told them, hey, we can make that excuse for as long as we want. But the other teams have to deal with it, too. So everything's going to be perfect for us. Um, but, yeah, you know, the delay, even in the game, uh, I thought it actually helped us because we kind of got those jitters out early and we just kind of went out and played play by play. And uh, I felt like we were in the game until, you know, the last minute of the game, in all honesty. At the end of the first half in both the past two games, you've come out and you've performed really well. Mm-hmm. And even in the fourth quarter, you performed extremely well. What do you think is different about that and the mentality on that? Um, I, I, I think that – for us, when we decide that we want to play play-by-play, play, we're good. You know what I mean? I think even from a coaching standpoint, like when we coach play-by-play play and I try to get a 21-point play or, or get a interception when we don't really need it or, you know, when we just play the play, I think we're good. So really kind of harnessing down to that, like, hey, let's just go one-by-one-by-one by one by one and win that actual play. That's when we get good. And I think our kids start to understand that. Our, our coaches do too. Um, the other part of that is we practice – a two-minute drill every every Thursday. That's the last thing we do. We literally – I give them a scenario. We practice it. Uh, we practice, uh, you know, them having the ball with so many minutes left. It's kind of scenario-based coaching, um, and I think it's really helped us there too. And it, it doesn't rattle our guys when it's a minute left or two minutes left. It's just part of what we do. How's it coming from – you were playing on Thursday, and this week's game is on Thursday. Mm-hmm. But now there's a couple of days that you're – been taken away from recruit, yeah. you know watching film mm-hmm. and maybe prepping the kids a little bit. How does that affect you going into Thursday's game? Well, you know it's weird because Friday we decided to stay a little bit longer. We had we had a dinner plan, a team dinner plan for our coaches' dinner, and so I still wanted to do that. So I was like, let's just stay through and work, and then go to the dinner together and hang out. And um, you know it's good for our wives to connect. You know, like I told you, I want a good family atmosphere here. Um, but we spent a lot of time on Wagner that day. And then Saturday after the game, you know, again, we were expecting to come in probably an hour and a half earlier, but um, we hung around, we bought pizza, talked and mm-hmm. talked through the remainder of the work, um, the work week uh, or, or how we're going to 
plan for this week. So we had a good idea of what Wagner was doing. Uh, and then Sunday, you know, I, I want to give the guys off one day a weekend. Um, and so Wednesday, uh, Sunday we decided to have the guys off, but still communicated through text and voicemail and stuff like that. So, um, we, we have a plan, but you know, no matter the plan, that's just a tough offense to stop. It's a, you know, they play really good defensive up front. So, uh, we could spend 25 days straight and it'd still be tough. Well, let's talk about Wagner Thunderbirds a little mm-hmm. bit. This is a section we like to call Scout and Report, something you've really alluded to already. They're 2-2 two and two coming to this. They're 0-1 in district. Uh, they lost to Smith and Valley last week. Yep. Uh, but last season they were 6-5, and 5-2. Five, five and two. Um, I'm sure they want to repeat that. Mm-hmm. So talk a little bit about Wagner. They're in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you would, please. Yeah, Judson ISD school. So uh, one of the, I guess, the second newest school. But they have athletes all around. They're uh, well coached in the flex bone. You know, I know uh, their head coach. We met at a uh, an option clinic when I was running the option in Dallas. Uh, he really knows his stuff. He's smart. They've got kids who can run it uh, really well. Uh, you know, their their scheme is great. Uh, but I think the hidden gem for them is their defense. They're, they're playing really good defensive uh, um Football, defensive line wise, they're they're awesome. They come off the ball. We've got to be able to block uh, for longer than you know a couple seconds. You know they're just really good. Um, and then secondary wise, they fly to the ball. They go they go make plays. Um, you know, as far as their offense going back to that, they you know they want to get you off balance and forget make you forget your keys, who you're supposed to be covering, and stuff like that uh, on the different options that they have. So. You know, we've got to really kind of focus in on just knowing our job and, and uh, when we get there, making plays, making tackles and stuff like that. Well, good. Well, this game is going to be on this Thursday. Correct. It's a home game. It's, it's our home. second district game. It's an away game. We're we're at Rutledge. Yo, you're playing yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thursday night, it's at uh, 7 o'clock. Okay, and which stadium is that again, please? Uh, Rutledge, D.W. Rutledge Stadium. So named Rutledge. after the Judson head coach, former Judson head coach. Okay, well, you hope mm-hmm. everybody can make it down yeah. to San Antonio for that game. It'll be our second district game mm-hmm. playing the Wagner Thunderbirds. Yep. For next week. Next week, you have a bye. Yep. Kind of welcome that, and we'll see about our podcast for that week. Yeah. So I want to thank y'all. Coach Batson, thanks so much for coming in. Nice to meet you, and I'll be looking at your shoes every time you walk through the door. <laughs> yeah, no Just want you to know that, okay? Hey, I can talk about my shoes too, man. I mean, I have like three pairs. They're really say, comfortable. They're really cheap. You know, it's awesome. So so how do you how do you store those, Coach? Do you I put those throw them right on the floor. <laughs> my wife hates it, but yeah. Well, everybody's got, you know, you're a collector, right? Yeah, um, you know, just like I ask people all the time, this is kind of offside, and I speak to kids all the time, and uh, I tell them I'm an influencer, and they get excited about that. And I said, guess how many followers I have on Instagram? And they perk up, and they they guess, you know, 150, 500, and I said, I have 68. <laughs> and, they, and they look at me like, that's not very many. I go, no, it's not. But if I had one, I have an influence. So it's kind of fun. Uh, thanks for sharing that with us, Coach Batson. That was a great joy. So I just want to make an announcement, too. Uh, we have FCA, uh, Fields of Faith. It's going to be October the 9th at 630 to 8. That's going to be at Bob Shelton Stadium. We invite all of our students, all of our athletes from middle school and high school to come to attend. It's a student-led event. It's a one-day, one-message, one-stand and we're going to challenge students to read the Bible and follow Jesus Christ. So, Coaches, we appreciate it. Talk to you next week. Thank you.